Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Final Space, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ender. Hello. April Collins. Hi there. And Alex Bonilla. Chickity! Yes, uh, <laughs> Final Space is back for the second episode of Season 2. Uh, we will be talking The Happy Place, uh, which aired... Uh, tonight on Adult Swim, 11.30 on Mondays on Adult Swim is where Final Space is airing now. Uh, we talk about Final Space every week on the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Final Space Overly Animated on iTunes. Subscribe to us there or on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Overly Animated or search on Spotify, Overly Animated. Um, check out our premiere podcast we had fun talking about the first episode of final space season two and now we're getting into the happy place um interesting episode here i am interested to see what you guys's takes are on various things in this episode so michelle uh what do you think of the happy place i feel bad going first because i don't want (laughs) to color the discussion too much this episode really surprised me and i'm not sure in a good way like things happen but like the fluffles are really weird and i didn't like them and this guy they're setting up as a reoccurring villain potentially also feels kind of random we don't know who he is right he was not in the first season he's new guy and like just finding out he was human, I have all these questions. Like, how did he get to the uh, the real Fluffles who were purple? Did he make a deal with them? Because they do really harvest happy people energy. Like, all that stuff. Really is is it confirmed that me. the real Fluffles are not also people, though? Like No, because uh, their eyes turn red. Like, they're legit. I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> the only faker. So it's like, how did he strike a deal with them to be like, I'm mad. Like, Earth's gone. Like, I'm going to make my own suit and be red. And we're going to suck memories out of people. And it's going to be like, see, like, it doesn't make any sense. So I guess I episode two i was not expecting any of this so i feel really weird i'm glad kevin was highlighted several times and that was wonderful <laughs> that's kind of the only thing i really had fun with though the rest was like the the whole peeing thing like i don't know like if i just like needed to not be sober to enjoy that but it was just so ridiculous and it went on for so long I don't know. I I'm I feel really weird about this. I'm not I'm not sure I liked this episode though. Okay, okay. I th- I think it's fair about the peeing. We'll we'll break it down. Um, but April, what did you uh, think of the happy place? Any any more positive on it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a similar reaction. Yeah, I'm like I-, I feel very similar to Michelle because I just like. Like, okay, we'll get into the whole peeing thing later, because that was very off-putting for me. But, like, I was very, like, horrified by Hush Fluffles, and, like, the whole idea of this entire spaceship is, like, generating power off of people's happiness. Like, that's kind of depressing. And <laughs> they're just dumping the bodies out. Like, that. that's a really intense, like... A uh, revenge plot, and I mean, applauds. Like I applaud you, Todd, uh, for coming up with it. I don't know, or if he would just like happen upon this ship and was like, "I'm gonna incorporate Gary into this because he has this revenge for Gary," which is isn't completely unjustified, I suppose. But like, yeah. And then, like, apparently we're doing the Ash and Little Kato thing. Uh-huh. It, like, makes me uncomfortable. So, yeah, I, I feel bad because I I can't say that I'm any more positive on this episode than Michelle was. Okay. <laughs> so sorry. Though so- I did enjoy, like, every time Gary said cookie wife and cookie kid, <laughs> but, like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason made me smile, so. Yeah, they don't have names. They're just uh, Cookie Wife and Cookie Kids. You talk about Cookie Kids, my Cookie Wife. <laughs> I'd say you, you two, your both your reaction is bewildered. Uh, yeah, that's how yeah. I describe I'm it. very bewildered. Okay, by those. <laughs> that's that's a fun reaction. Uh, Alex, how how how, be- <laughs> how bewildered were you by the Happy Place? Um, I was definitely bewildered. I think that's a good word to describe my reaction. 
Um, I think that this episode, it reminded me a lot of the conversations that we had during our first season of podcast, where it's like finding the show, finding the balance between its comedy and when it wants to be serious. And this episode in particular was very whiplash in terms of like, for the most part, it was very leaning on, on its comedy on like being as absurd as possible like we got the gary fantasies going on we got just like the unsettlingness of the of these uh, fluffles or I, <laughs> I guess they're fluffles but then like at the, like the last five minutes or so like it turns into like being like a really serious thing of making gary feel guilty about his past and now the crew has to make him feel like he's he has a, a team behind him and all that but that doesn't jive at all with what the with what the previous like 15 minutes of the episode was no. so I, so i think that the reason it feels confusing is because it's trying to do two different things and it doesn't really blend them very well. I appreciate both sides of the show, and I think my my favorite episodes are when they get balanced pretty well. But I think this is an example, similar to some season one episodes, of where they try to do both, but they don't gel together, and so it almost feels like two different episodes in one. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, we can we can we can dive into that more. Um, I guess I'll be most positive here. I thought this was a fun episode. Uh, I don't think it's worse than episode one. I think it's, it's pretty similar quality for me. Um, mm-hmm. I thought both were pretty funny. Um, both, um, weren't like super standout, but, uh, were fun. And I'm fine with the show being light and fun for a few episodes before we get into the meat of the season, which it seems like what we're doing. Um, I think there's a lot of fun stuff here. Like, I also don't like the peeing, but once we got past that, I think everything <laughs> else was really great. Um, I, think I will have a defense of the the ending versus the rest of the episode. I do think this is kind of a team-building episode, even if it's um, a little more subdued than it could have been. I love the ending with the team squad. I think that was, like, really well presented. Um, I, I like the presentation of a lot of the characters. Um, I think this episode feels like a Rick and Morty episode in a lot of ways, which is interesting. Um, I feel like I could see it's, it's like, yeah, like it's a very like one off, um, with a weird kind of sci-fi concept, um, like happening. That's kind of like dark and stuff. Um, and it's not as like, uh, funny, I guess, as Rick and Morty usually is, but this show is more plotty and it's like, um, it's, 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 it's good in different ways, you know, and, um, I think this episode had a lot of that. One thing I really appreciate is that this episode deals with the consequences of the earth being lost in the season finale of season one, which is something that we thought was missing from the first episode. Um, and this gives a very personal reaction from this guy. Um, yeah, he says it doesn't end here at the end, but like, whatever. He's, he's a one-off guy. He'll come back at some point, but like, these episodes are very like one-off episodes. Um, and I liked, uh, the guy, I mean, I also, I think these are good questions about like the backstory, how he came to run <laughs> this facility. Uh, it's not clear at all. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think it's, it's, I, I feel, I feel similar. Oh, Tribor, by the way, um, back and he's incredible. Ooh. Um, Tribor was so good. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel similar to episode one. So I'd like, I'd love to dig into why you guys felt a little worse about it. Cause you know, like episode one, I was like, this is fun. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's not like, the big plot dramatic kind of stuff that we got at the end of last season. So um, it's it's maybe less enjoyable in that regard. But I think it's like a fun... I, I, I think this is just still a fun way to start the season. You know, we're getting there. That, that would be my take about this. Um, what, what, what's, uh, I mean, I get, I get that it's weird. You know, we start with a peeing gag, an extended peeing gag, and then. Extended peeing. Everyone peeing. Even Kevin. Uh, wasn't that the best part, Michelle? Kevin peeing? The best part of a bad, (laughs) a bad thing. I think Mooncake, Mooncake, uh, pooping was the. (laughs) The best yeah, part. I wondered. Yeah. I was a little worried those were going to be like exploding, like they'd be mini bombs or something. But I guess he doesn't have any charge left. Yeah, to, but like, have we so like yeah. him eat? <laughs> That's also true. Unclear. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was a, a thing. And then the, the punchline was. At- Ash, you now have a UTI, which I, which I thought was the funniest part, just because like that, that's a way to end a whole and thing yeah, about peeing. Sure, says, yeah, she I says thought, yes. 
But I don't understand how she got a UTI. Maybe I'm lost in the mechanics of it. Because... <laughs> no, we're not breaking down the mechanics of that. Don't <laughs> not happening. I thought that was good. And a- Ash's character, I think that's a big part of this episode, too. We were kind of trying to pin down her her character last episode. She seemed very peppy, even though she's kind of emo-like uh, style. Um, but this episode, I think you get a more nuanced perspective on Ash here. Like she's Is a- it more nuanced? Um, it's more nuanced in that there's more facets presented, I guess, you know. Like, is there? Because, like, my, my manic, issue... Honestly. Yeah. I think she is at times manic and at times, uh, well, she, so I think a big part thing is that she doesn't want, uh, huggles from, uh, the fluffles. Um, she, uh, she's again anti, anti-hugs. So I feel like that, uh, plays into this, uh, th- this less peppy side of her. Yeah, so there's two sides. There's the pep side and the angry side. Yeah, that's but that's how, it. How's that new one? Because <laughs> <laughs> two is more than one. So wow, Congra- congratulations! You can do math. Yeah, it's. I mean, look, it's, it's the second episode for her. I thought she had a lot of fun moments. Well, we'll go through them. Um, but I don't know. What's the highlight? There's no. There's not really any one. One. One thing that uh, I. I think like the the consequences of the Earth. If you're looking at it from a plot perspective, I, one. One other thing is that we're this episode does not relate at all to our uh, our quest to re- retrieve the five keys that we presented last episode. Nope. Mm-hmm. I was very much expecting watching the episode that at the end that one of the keys would be on the ship. Like I definitely thought that's where we're going. Um, I guess it was kind of nice that we, I mean, because we were wondering, like, oh, like, are we going to knock through this, like, five key thing in, like, the next four episodes or something along those lines? So I guess, like, if we had to, like, call this something, it's kind of like a filler episode. And, like, I guess we were supposed to get character development out of it. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Is, is part of the frustrations with this episode that it is just a filler episode? Like, is, is, or is it just that it's weird and was unsuccessful for you? Like, is any part of this, like, I miss the plot? I think, I mean, it, it almost made me miss the plot. Like, it had really, like, nice moments. But then part of me kind of felt like we were doing the thing where Gary was, um, what is it? Like talking to the one Titan in last season. And so, but like, we actually got something out of that. Whereas like this, he's just like dancing in his happy place and Hush Fluffles is trying to kill him. Um, So I think that like, maybe that's part of it for me because like, I would like to think that like the weird stuff doesn't bother me because like, I mean, like, we all like Rick and Morty, and, like, I know me, like, personally, like, I really enjoy, like, the show Super Jail, if anyone is familiar with it. It's really crazy. Um, and so, like, I feel like this this doesn't even, like, get there, but I feel like maybe it's trying to be on that same level, but just unsuccessfully for me. I don't, I don't know. I'm really, like, on the fence about this episode. Because there's, like, I, I think that there's some good moments. But, like, like and I enjoy, like, the whole cookie wife gag and all of that. Um, and actually, like, I think some of, like, my favorite parts of this episode were Gary inside of his happy place. Which is, like, really strange for me to be, like, I really enjoy Gary in this episode. <laughs> yeah, you're anti-Reddit. Tight short pants, yeah. Well, yeah. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> like, I, I think the Gary parts are actually kind of strong in this episode. <laughs> And I, and I think, like, looping back to, like, w- what makes this not feel substantial, I think it's the fact that, like, a- as April said, like, you think that if we're not going to do plot, then at least we focus on character development. But really, we don't get that much new from the characters that we know. And you get the, mo- the moment at the end, which is which is powerful, of the, of the villain, like, un- unmasking themselves and, like, revealing, like, this whole side effect to the Earth being gone. And not, now they're, like stranded people who lost their families and like that's powerful but it's just in all the time leading up to it it was focusing so- solely on the comedy and because it's a, this this episode in particular is going for a bit more of the shock kind like uh, um there, there's that early episode of final space where if focused a lot on like getting comedy out of uh gary like wearing the the corpse of the dead of the dead uh, alien or whatever and like at the time it was like also that's a bit more of a gross out humor than usual and i 
I think that this episode is also perhaps leaning a bit more on that. So, like, the combination of the type of comedy they're trying in this episode, along with the fact that we're not getting much out of the characters, makes it... And then once you get to the serious moment at the end, it feel it feels like, well, why didn't we spend more time, like, with that than, like, like you know, being let, let along in this kind of, like, fantasy world, but without, my, without as much um, to gain out of that. Yeah, um, I, I definitely can see that, that a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the first half is all very gag based. Um, I think like the two purposes of this episode in terms of the overall like season structure, if you're plotting it out, would be one to deal with like Earth being gone in, in some capacity and start setting that up. Um, and then two would be to get this uh, team squad moment at the end. Um, so it sounds like Alex is saying that the team squad moment not necessarily set up super well by the rest of the episode. Yeah, um, like th- those two things you mentioned were done in like five minutes. It was yeah. like, and it was it was done pretty well, pretty efficiently. But the problem is the the, the first fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, and I think I think the other thing where like because I think the team squad moment is really nice at the end, but I think that part of it fa- like. I, I lose part of it because even Gary, like, because, like, this would have been, like, a great episode to, like, I guess, figure out, like, Ash and Fox a little bit more. Um, but because, like, we already kind of know and we're pretty familiar with everyone else. And so this would have been, like, a great moment to, like, figure out their characters and how they sort of play into this. And but even at the end of the episode, like, Gary himself says, I still don't know how I feel about you two. And I'm like. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, <laughs> but like, here we are with this team squad that includes these two people that even the main character doesn't know. So I think maybe like if they, it could have been like slightly more successful if like Gary was actually with the group versus like him being taken away for sort of just like this fun like moment. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that separating Gary is for the purpose of giving him this like consequential moment with someone blaming him directly for the loss of the earth. Um, but the consequence of like, like, I think this is like a really great Gary character episode. Like, uh, he's, he's, uh, facing consequences, like not probably not even something that's his fault, I guess. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's this serious thing that he's confronted with. Um, but the consequence is that he's separated from the team. The thing that I would say, um, that sets up the team squad thing at the end is the finding Gary, like the, the B plot of the episode. I don't know. You want to say the B plot is, um, Gary's the A and then, the rest of them are the B. And by the way, I think the weakest part of the episode we mentioned is Clarence's C plot, which is very small. Oh but, my gosh. Um, that, that, that's the only <laughs> that's problem I really pointless. have with the episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, like, that, that, not a good start, I guess, for him. But it's very short, and um, I think that's a good decision. Um, but the, the whole B plot is about finding Gary, getting him back, and um, you get this, this moment of mooncake breaking Gary out of the pod. Um, and so it's like they're all coming together to, to help, uh, you know, I guess get their, their leader out of danger and help all help each other like i do think the whole episode is building towards that point um i do agree that for the most part the b plot is like focused on other random gags um but there are i think some some at least set like at least it's the trajectory of getting there and then also i do think there's moments of um them them getting together they find tribor they're building their group back together you know i i think i think like i i definitely understand um these complaints about the structure and i do partly agree with them but i think like there there's some stuff there um that that gets us to the end um in terms of like why uh the yeah the why the two new characters ash and um fox are yeah they, they're not like gary's unsure of them i think like it would be too fast probably to to bring them in fully at the end you know we could focus on them fully in two episodes but then we'd be sidelining the other characters we care about it's a tough spot because i think the show clearly needs to bring in some some new characters at least to some extent um but also they you know i think they want uh to keep going with these arcs and the characters that we've we've uh, built up pretty strongly from season one. Um, so it's a hard thing to balance all of them at once and you can't really do it in two episodes. So I think we're getting there, you know, but I do think it's a nice, it's a nice moment at the end. And I think the treatment, uh, you know, Ash and Fox being included in some capacity is nice. And I think we'll see that build throughout the season. Um, the Fo- Fox, I think in particular with definitely not a lot to do here. Um, but I think Ash had a lot of moments. She was, uh, one of the most spotlighted characters in the episode. Um, in relation to little Kato. Yeah. I yeah. was going to say like all of her moments were with like little Kato. And so, 
Right. Like, well, this even, is this is what I was afraid of last week. Even <laughs> even the end, which was I was like a doll made out of hair. <laughs> so okay, so let's let's I, I think let's let's talk hair. Ash and Little Cato because this is a fun topic. Um, they, they did not do this the way I think uh, anyone thought they. You know, this is a very um, dominant uh, crush from Ash on uh, Little Cato. Is that what this is? Because like at one point she's like, "You're my pet." Like, yeah, and I'm like. Okay, I guess that's an interesting approach to this relationship. <laughs> but then, like, there's that moment where, like, they exchange that smile, and yes. I'm like, uh, and then she gives him the doll made out of the hair, and I'm like, uh. Yeah, so the big moments at the end, Lil' Kata, like, uh, saves Ash at some point, and they smile at each other. Um, and then, yeah, Ash gives, this is another, by the, the this is calling Ash multifaceted. She gives, uh, Lil' Kata, the, the, all of them, the doll made out of Lil' Kata's hair. I think that's, uh, a, t- a non-peppy facet of her. Um, that, that's just like leaning into creepy girl trope. Yeah. yeah, so there's two things, at least. Um, and. <laughs> But this 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 first scene with Ash and Lokata, yeah, he's like, I'm not a pet. She says, says you, I like you because you're all fluffy. Um, look, pets don't think they sit there and uh, pets don't think they sit there and look cute. Got it? Uh, you might get a snack and she calls him Mr. Yumster. So what do we think of this? Uh, I thought like- she called him Mr. Dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Go back that might have been better. <laughs> we, have to, we have to check the tapes on that, yeah. But uh, it's, it's I, I definitely did not hear dumpsters. But it's what what a, it is this pet petization of uh, her crush on Little Cato. I mean, he is a cat. I think that that's where the joke comes from. But that's appropriate. <laughs> we open the episode with the cat peeing all over the ship. So sure, yeah. We all we a lot a lot into the cat jokes here you know marking the territory in the beginning and then yeah him being a pet here i find okay i don't know i want to hear you guys' takes this i don't know how i feel completely about how they handle it but what i do know is i find this a lot more interesting the way they handled ash and the Okado than if ash was just like bashful and like um blushing in the corner with little Kato and like small comments like at least i find this like more interesting than the traditional way you'd approach like ash crushing on him well, yeah, because what uh, weird shit is she gonna do next? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh exactly. <laughs> I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think the fundamental problem is Little Cotto isn't a character. So why do I care about him being in a relationship? Well, like Ash it. seems so cool. It's like why do I want her to be tagged along with Little Cotto immediately? Like let her be her own person. Yes. Like, so Avocado himself is turning in his grave right now because he fought Gary so hard last season on not being called a cat and how he's not a cat <laughs> and how big a deal that was. The fact that this is the joke with his son now, like, he would be so upset. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. He would not let that stand if he were still alive. I want to get back to little Kato's character in a second, but Michelle, you're a cat expert. Uh, so what do you think of this, <laughs> this cat this this cat treatment of little Kato here? I mean, he is a cat, but, like, he doesn't think he's a cat. I mean, you respect that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if he finds this insulting, but it it does feel kind of patronizing the way she's doing it. And, like, Dylan, you're saying, like, oh, that's a more interesting relationship. But, like, making fun of him for looking like a cat, like, kind of sucks, though. I, mean, like, I don't think she's she's making fun of him. I think she she likes it. But she's but she's like telling him what to do and 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 like trying to be his master almost. And like I just like I don't know. So so, so certainly there. the only reason that might be tolerable is because of the the female to male direction of this, right? Yeah, like, that like, does not make it okay though. I'm not a fan of that. Okay. And like I am a little concerned that the way he's going to have to prove himself by being badass, which is like such a Gary thing to do. And there's more than one way for a relationship relationship to work so i don't know but i'm i'm not super into it yet yeah i think it's certainly not a healthy relationship we're, we're portraying no, here it's ridiculous <laughs> but i, I thought know. like not healthy but funny is uh, my take on it so far like i uh, did kind of like the doll that that did really genuinely surprise me okay, that's good. <laughs> okay i think we'll see with, with ash and Lokata. is anyone uh sounds like no one's shipping them so far how about uh, shipping? Um, no, that would be worse. Uh, him being a pet. No, no, no. no. not not. Oh no. No. no! oh no! Oh no! 
I mean, again, he's a cat. No. Uh, okay, back to Little Kato. Uh, I, I actually want to defend for once. I typically agree with Little Kato not being a character. I think he was on the lower end of characterization from season one. I think these two episodes have been very good for Little Kato, um, specifically in relation to Gary. I think their relationship has gotten a ton of focus in the first two episodes. It's been one of the main things the show has been interested in portraying. Gary and Little Kato, they call Thunder Bandit. They call each other the nicknames all the time. They had another great moment towards the end of this episode, I think, before the before we get into the team squad stuff i think that was fantastic them in episode one their reunion so like a relationship with one character does not like a good characterization make yet i do think it's a strong aspect of little kata that's been presented where i didn't think there's anything particularly strong previously they're trying yes that's good that's good um, I, I think it's fun when they, 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 they I think they call each other nicknames. I, I, I enjoy it's... that his, his idea, his idea of being supportive is just literally standing there. Initially. I know doing that yeah. is just like physically being in the same space. That's yeah. how, that's how bros work, Alex. That's how dudes, uh, support each other. They just stand That, that explains why I've never had a bro then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have, you have a lot and you just didn't realize it because people have just been standing there and, uh. <laughs> you would notice dylan people stand next to you all the time they're uh, (laughs) do you mean like if he's at like a bus stop yeah exactly secret bros like people are all the time standing at bus stops yeah you're like uh, encouraging people to be creepy (laughs) it's like hey i'm at a bus stop there's a guy alone let me silence solidarity (laughs) i want to be your friend oh no now yeah now i want how do you get documents with that voice (laughs) Uh, a lot of ways. No. Yeah, I want Gary and Little Kato in like the Totoro uh, bus stop uh, umbrella shot. Now, I think that's what it made me think of. Um, who would Fox be? Fox could do that. Fox is big. Fox, could... yeah. I feel like Fox and Little Kato. I guess that would be it. Um, he's a fox, and they're cats. Are we going to comment on that? Well, there's is a lot of animal really people. Is he a fox, or is his name just Fox? He looks like his an alien. His name to me. is just Fox. Yeah, like he's I not mean, a he's fox. Not... <laughs> Why would you ask that? He's not a, it's like, like asking if avocado is an actual avocado. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, Star Fox, it's like a sci-fi fox that, like, shoots guns and stuff, you know, like that. He's He's got guns hands, but he's still good. I don't know. I need to bring up a picture of him. Like, he, he's not humanoid, is he? I don't know. No. He looks alien. I, I recall him looking very alien. alien. Right. So he's an alien fox. It kind of makes me think of like a rock, like his face looks like a rock version of Gru. From yeah, okay, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I'm looking at him. He's not a fox. I, I, he <laughs> he hasn't had enough of an impression on me to remember his face instantly. That's not good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how to describe his face. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, no, Fox liked the uh, the Huggles. Um, I liked that. I think Fox being a sweetheart is nice. I think. Yeah. Uh, um. So he at, at Fox's thing at the beginning when, when the the leader is like, "Hey, we corral happiness to power the world," and he's like, "That's beautiful." But it's like it, it, in that, are we supposed to get that like none of them catch catch on to what he just literally said in terms of like we use happiness to power our planet? And, like they're like, "Oh, that's that sounds nice," because like later in the episode, they're like, "Wait, what are they doing?" They're harvesting happiness to power the planet. It's like, that's what we said at the beginning. It's phrased slightly more ambiguously in the beginning, I think. So I think they seem like, oh, if you're happy, somehow it's like solar energy and it just works out. But actually, they're like draining their life force. And that's like the difference that they catch on to later. I think that's the conclusion we're supposed to have. Yeah, I agree with Michelle. In retrospect, the the episode, like on second view, is like, oh, they say the premise of the twist right in the beginning. Yeah. But I didn't catch it the first time. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's like how Monsters Inc., they harness the screams, but they're not like killing them. Um, so that's so like they could have done that. I thought it was gonna be like, I was like, oh, that's really like pleasant, but (laughs) it it was not pleasant. Right. You know, if you give you energy by making people laugh from like putting on a comedy show versus trapping them in their own happy place and slowly killing them by draining their happiness. Well, that that is what the villain in Monsters Inc. is doing, right? He's like sucking out the, the the screams. So like, what if you sucked out the laughs out of someone? That would do the same thing to them. 
Is uh, this guy the lizard dude from Monsters, Inc.? Yeah. 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 No, Randall's way Randall, more developed wow, and go. interesting than <laughs> this, this sham. Todd, <laughs> Todd, H., Todd H. Watson. He's, excuse he's you. A, he, he's he a had a family. <laughs> Is, did he just watch Monsters, <laughs> Inc. and like, yeah, base his space entrepreneurship? Yeah. Did he take over this or what did it already? No, or did he? I got so lost in this. It's pretty I hate confusing. when plot things get confused. Because, like, okay, the Earth hasn't been gone that long. Did he, did this place already exist and they were already murdering people? He's like, hey, like, I want it. I'll make my own costume. It's fine. And just happened to find Gary? Or did he, like, has he been following Gary? Like, what does this mean? He clearly didn't build this place himself because that would have taken, like, forever. And the Earth's only been gone maybe, like, a month or something. Right, so my thought process is he's ar- he was already in space, right? So he was already yeah. taken by the air. So was he already running this? Like, did he go launch into space and start this entrepreneurship like no. before the Earth? Or did he in space for a different reason and then took over this already existing thing? I think he took it over. Yeah. I, I think, like, we don't have enough clarity to answer, but yeah. Well, because, it's- like, I think he... he or I, I assumed he didn't turn like hashtag evil until his family died. And then he like became a straw man for revenge. So, I mean, if he was sketched from the beginning that, I don't know, why would someone marry him? You know his job, you know. Well, it happens hey, all the honey, time. I'm going to space to do space things. Bye. Yeah, I don't know about that. But also, like, he's wearing that disguise, and so I feel like if he was like there in the first place, there would be no need for that. Like, maybe yeah. he he like. He was like, this is perfect. And so then he's like, he's like, if I can't be happy, no one can be. He's like, I will give people their happiness, but I'll kill them. And then like, he's like, I put, I wear the mask and (laughs) I wear the mask. Yeah, I I wonder if we'll get clarity on this just because it's so unanswered and we get the tease for him coming back at the end. So maybe we will learn the answer to these questions. I mean, I I hope, but I also don't hope because Hush Fluffles is scary and what nightmares are made out of (laughs) i think we have bigger fish to fry in this story than coming back to this that's the thing why is he coming back at all then like he's no lord commander like how can he can't he's like a peon villain so why (laughs) not just get rid of him now i don't i don't think he's worth coming back to like if he comes back again it'll only be for the purpose of again guilting gary or if we like if he comes much later it'd be like gary not feeling guilty anymore it's like hey you can't make me feel bad about my failure anymore so the the the, the, like the options with him are kind of limited if we want to come back to this exactly yeah i like him his okay so i like the concept behind this character and i think that could be applied to future visits with him like this idea so earth has just been sucked into another dimension or something and there's like and it's going to take them all season to get there so there's really no physical manifestations of what just happened because earth is completely gone and they like can't access it but unless you like have the thought of like oh not all humans were necessarily on earth there's some people in space what if they pop up and they're the consequences of what happened here so i like i like that i think that's like what goes behind this character i really like that because i do think we need to deal with what happened with earth being plucked into final space um and i'm fine with him coming back in so far as he represents that again for the show that presence dylan the problem with that is like that is a great idea but that execution with todd watson is not good because todd is too one no for there to be any nuance to that conversation with Gary because what he says is like I have no one to blame but you will this fix anything like he knows it's not Gary's fault he just doesn't care and he makes that clear the second he reveals himself and then when Gary is actually like kind of trying to grapple with the situation himself everyone comes in and assures him over and over again it's not your fault and Nightfall says, oh, this happened in every time when there's nothing you could do. He's like, yeah, I'm still sad. But like, oh, but we're a team. Problem solved. I, I hate that this was wrapped up so quickly because it's like, you, you, you have this cool idea. Yeah, the idea that there are remnants of people in space whose families are gone. And they're, they're struggling with that. And Gary feeling responsible. I don't think he is responsible. But like, the, the show makes no desire to even like make that feel nuanced. They're like... This guy's just evil. 
He doesn't even believe it's your fault. He literally says that to us by saying, I have no one else to blame but you. Like, that just seems like such a weird, fast way to not really deal with the consequences of this for, like, a longer amount of time. Like, I feel like this might have been it. Like, maybe this is the rest we're going to talk about Earth the whole season. And it's not... I don't know. I wish there was more nuance to it because it, it felt very like black and white, honestly, to me. Like, I don't think there's any doubt in Dar- Gary's mind at this point that it was, you know, his fault that the Earth's gone. Everyone was telling him it wasn't his fault. So, like, what? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel bad. I wish, I wish we had a little more time to talk about that because that's yeah. the biggest consequence he's ever had. And now it's like off his plate again. It's like, well, fine, then why bring it up? Why make a character to talk about this if we're going to wrap it up so conveniently in the end of one episode? Yeah, I think I think this is a very good critique of how the episode handles um, this aspect, and I do largely agree with that. I think the by saying Todd is coming back, like that signals the show's intent to extrapolate on this more. Um, I hope so. Yeah, so I think that's a good sign. Like, I mean, even if we're down on Todd, I think like the big like the big thing is the the show is saying like this this isn't the end of and this was quick. It was in the context of a largely inconsequential episode, but we'll get into this more later, Um, which I think could be good. Um, I hope so. I mean, mean, like if we're gonna bring it back, like bring it back in a good yeah. yeah. Like maybe seeing like like. Seeing, I guess, like, how it impacted another person or something like that. Like, if it's, like, maybe it'll be, like, an underlying theme as we search for these keys or whatever. Is that, like, there's that constant, like, you know, blame, like, put on Gary for the, you know, the Earth being taken away or whatever. Um, Or if they want to be, like, super fun about it, I think it would be fun to, like, bring Todd back, but he's got, like, a League of Villains or something, because that could be, like, that could make for, like, a good episode, I think, almost. Yeah, that'd at least be fun. Yeah. Yeah. um, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, interesting ways you could do that. While Michelle was talking about how, like, it wasn't, clearly isn't Gary's fault, um, I, I was, like, thinking about how this is really interesting for Gary's character because there's so many things in his past that actually are his fault. I um, know! Like, I think that's, like, really interesting. Like, Gary, in his position, I think he should start to, like, question him and potentially blame himself, just considering that if he's, like, a reformed person who did shitty things and, like, he's trying to, like, grapple with his own actions and consequences now, like, I think it's a good instinct for him to question this about himself. I think it's, like, a realistic thing. Like, he, like, so selfishly, like, what, crashed into that Mexican restaurant or something? Like, and, like, he's just, it's like, oh, he's just a shitty person and... Um, now he does something and something like really terrible happens. Like he's not directly to blame for it, but he was, uh, a factor in what happened. And that must be really hard on him considering his, like, his new realization of like dealing with his own consequences. I think that's like a really interesting, uh, direction for this character. Again, like, I, I think that's interesting, but the, we have to actually see that happen because all we've gotten is everyone's telling him, oh no, it's fine. It's not your fault. And we end on a positive note. This feels exactly like when Quinn first came on the ship last season and she's like, I can't trust anyone because the cause I was for was like a total lie. And then they're like, oh, but you can trust us. And she's like, "Okay, I guess I will. Like, you, you can't wrap up complicated, nuanced things by just saying teamwork will fix it. And this feels so similar. And I don't see how that's like a good conclusion, even if this does come back like. I think the problem with Todd is like he's he's so evil. He's such a straw man for the for all these people who've lost their families that like you we don't want to sympathize with him. He's killing people in space. Like he's he's a villain. But like like April's saying, if we find someone else who is very sympathetic and it makes us really like, wow, well, we also like Gary, so like what does this mean? We could have real conversation. But this, like again, it's not nuanced at all. It, it feels like they, they want to touch on it, but like not really touch on it because that's like kind of messy and how long do we want to spend on something that kind of big and serious like maybe that's why the episode's like 80 percent comedies because like yeah we want we want to talk about you know the earth but like not really talk about it so we'll just wrap it up with the teamwork speech i don't think you can have your cake both ways <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you not gotta that make some decisions. Phrase, yeah, yeah if you if you <laughs> yeah. want to have serious like 
nuanced discussions about big concepts like this, you need to devote the time. You can't just wrap that up because I'm not going to buy it. I don't think a lot of people will buy it. Yeah, I think if that's. You, yeah, I think I think it's totally fair. I think um, definitely true of this episode, but I would say from the show's perspective, this is probably just the beginning. And, I hope it's the beginning. Yeah, right? yeah, like, and. Uh, it, it, Oh, 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 go ahead. I'll, and in, ter- uh, in terms of uh, the ending quickly with Team Squad is just like, I don't think it's like, okay, Gary is fine. He, I think he's going to question this more. I think that's going to come up. But he has people there in his life who care about them. And that's just what that's saying. They're there for well, him as he'll grapple with this throughout the season. Well, that was going to be the point that I was going to make that like, for the most part, I agree with Michelle's points that this definitely feels like it's being wrapped up too soon but at least within specifically to gary's character in the first episode we got that moment of self-reflection like wait a minute i lost the plan like what am i doing here like i I shouldn't be doing this and then here at the end of this episode we also see him like alone with his thoughts kind of like thinking back uh, on his mistakes kind of in that in that state of uh, of questioning himself before his friends come in so i definitely even though the episode ends with everyone like comforting him and then they distract him it's like hey what how what was your what was the fantasy you were living and he goes off in that but i def i definitely think that there is a chance that a part of Gary's character is it him like struck struggling with forgiving uh, for forgiving himself for this uh, this slight that he committed even if it's not directly his fault but if he feels that way then that's still something that he needs to get over so in if we want to explore like Gary going through almost a, a depression or, or just a self self questioning that is something that you could do now the show is the show this show in particular i'm not sure i trust it to hand handle it all that well given its desire to be like almost 50% comedy 50% uh, of drama and the balance is not always there but I can see a situation based on the first two chapters where we're aiming in that direction of of dealing with Gary beginning dealing with uh, trying to get to a place where he no longer blames himself for these things that's yeah. the hope, right? That this is not yeah. just like a we we talked it we brought up a little first episode, we wrap it up second. If this is a through line, that's completely different. Like I would like it to be a through line, but I'm a I don't know. I guess I don't quite trust the show to actually commit to that either. Mm-hmm. So that's those yeah. are my lingering reservations as of now. Yeah, I think yeah. Fa- fair and fair not to trust it, but it's only been one season and we're seeing what the show's capable of now in a second season. I completely think it's a through line. I think the first and second episodes both presented like the same flashback of uh, Quinn saying, I'm not coming back and the earth being taken. And so like, this is like something that's going to haunt Gary throughout the season. I think that's totally what we're doing here. Um, probably with the same flashback happening multiple times to come. Um, yeah. Which, which I think, yeah, I mean, we'll see if it's handled well. I think totally could could or could not be handled well. But um, it'll. I, I look forward to seeing what the show can do with that. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Let's, I, was like, I was like, y'all just took all of my words out of my mouth. So I really appreciate it. I'm just going to sit here and look pretty. <laughs> On a that's podcast. The, yeah, that's the best position in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Abel, give me your commentary. Well, uh, speaking of Gary's character, we haven't dug into Gary's happy place too much, so maybe you can relate some stuff here to, to this. The <laughs> cookie, cookie kids and cookie wife. I mean, I think there's some stuff. At the end, basically, Hush, Hush Fuffle's like killing his cookie family. I think this relates to what he's going through with... Um, you know, with Quinn go, leave, go, uh, leaving his life and um, him dealing with that and his uh, people from Earth, I guess, that he cared about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but he's his space family's avocado. He's, he's gone to uh, yeah. that could have been something well, we talked about. Well, yeah. something I guess like that's interesting about his um, like him being like they're they pull they pull the happiness or whatever from people's happy place and they like suck that and turn it into energy or whatever but it's interesting because hush fluffles is in gary's happy place but he's not in like tribor's and so and he um and tribor tells us like that uh what is it that you stay alive as long as you have happiness within you. But Hush Fluffles tries to sort of like commandeer that and force uh, Gary into like unhappiness. So I thought that was really interesting. But also I just think that that whole sequence is just hilarious because I appreciate that Gary's happy. Like he's happy, um, but like 
<laughs> he changed things about himself, but like he kept his robot arm. Yeah, that was interesting, right? Like, uh, yeah, that... like because like I would have thought that he would have like his, you know, like I, I guess a normal arm. I don't know. Not that robot arms are not normal, but like I would have thought that he would have like had like his completed body, but no, he still had like the robot arm, and then he's got like abs and stuff. <laughs> I think that's kind of powerful that he, like, envisioned himself still with his his robot arm. Yeah, like, like, I really, really enjoyed that. So, uh, but I think the other thing is that, like, I, it's funny that he's, like, bleeding from his nose as he is also bleeding in real life. Um, And he just doesn't, like, they're just like, oh, that's just from you dancing too hard. Yeah. And Gary just believes it. Like, poor, sweet, innocent Gary is just, like... (laughs) This is it, but I I did enjoy all of like the Cookie Kids and Cookie Wives, and then there was the Arctic pa- the Arctic Bears that were evil, and their kryptonite was dancing. Frost bears, yeah. What are the Frost, Frost bears from? What is is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think like uh, just Gary uh, making out with Cookie Wife and getting cho- <laughs> chocolate, chocolate smeared on his face. The kids like looking at each other. Um, I think that's like iconic. Like this is <laughs> I- iconic. Tasting mm. <laughs> her her bod. Yeah, literally. put those chocolate tips in my mouth. <laughs> the poor kids are just like looking at each other. Like I hate when mom and dad do this. <laughs> I feel like this is like the perfect image for this show. Is Gary like making out with a cookie? Like uh, it's it's it's. Well, <laughs> this okay, is what final space is because. He was in that, he yeah. was trapped in that prison for five years, and all he wanted was a cookie, and he couldn't have one. <laughs> so his his ideal life would be uh, everyone being cookies, his whole family being yeah. cookies. Just everything he loves is a cookie. So, And I, I appreciate his interesting choice of fashion for this dance-off. <laughs> yeah. The well, super uh, deep oh V cut. All the deep V shirt. For the second episode in a row, we're leaning into the 80s aesthetic. Like, again, a lot of synths going on. You got the, the, the city that they're in is also like feels very steampunky in a way so uh for some reason this is this is a theme that we're going through with this season just like going all in on synth see if that continues yeah the 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 dancing to dancing the frost bears to death and then the dance off with the overlord um yeah, is dance a big part movie. of gary's character before this is... he did that flash dance sequence that one time that one time oh yeah it's, I, I don't know how crazy I was about the dance stuff, but it was at least entertaining. Like it was, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he he got a focus on his glutes uh, in the middle of that. Yes, uh, yes. yeah. Um, uh, we, the, we uh, one of the teddy bears is voiced by Alan Tudyk doing his river voice, and of course, like the leader outside is Alan. On Tudyk doing his Ludo voice, so I just find it interesting. Like I heard vo- both voices in the same episode. I was like, okay, you got Alan Tudyk, make him do all the voices he can. <laughs> That's a Star Wars Force of Evil uh, references there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the crossover is enough. That I think we have to point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> so I, th- I thought that was good. That Gary's happy play stuff. I think a big thing we haven't talked about is Tribor being back. Um, oh ooh. yeah. Uh, but um, well, no, never mind. Well, there, there's <laughs> a lot of stuff we I was going to say, we haven't talked about the new intro yet. Yeah, so well, well, there's a, a, I, I still yeah. have more. I, we haven't talked about what I think is the funniest part of the episode yet, too. But okay. Tribor being back first. Okay. Um, <laughs> Tribor is very important. Uh, and we saw his happy place. He says, the, the R on that second sun is for resistance. And uh, he gives, inspira- he gives, he's been giving inspirational speeches to youth camps. Um, Which are very well received. They're very well received, yeah. <laughs> I survived the song. He's, he's a very jovial person. I thought everything we did, not a very restrained amount of Tribor from this episode. I thought everything was great. Like, uh, he's, he's back. We're happy. No real explanation. He definitely died, but it's okay. He's here. And <laughs> I'm so happy to have him back. I think I'd say Tribor is my favorite character. So this is, uh, this is great. I don't remember what everyone else's opinions on Tribor were. But, I was uh, really low on him the first season, but I honestly loved the gags with him this episode. Yeah. I was yeah, super surprised. Too. Yeah! Like, all his <laughs> lines were good. Maybe it's because he was more reserved. Maybe because Quinn's not there, so we can't steal her clothes anymore without her permission. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, him on his own is great. I think he's really funny now. 
Is that's oh, kind of sad that we improve multiple characters by Quinn not being there. Like it's not it's not Quinn's Aww, fault. It's not Quinn's fault. No, it's, it's them really in relation to her. It's it's, yeah. the, it's how the show put characters in relation to Quinn and see. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, we still have Nightfall. Nightfall, very little to do here. But um, I, I, yeah, Tribor, Tribor, he's here. He's by, he's part of the team squad. Um, still resistance leader Tribor. I, they, I still think that's like the funniest thing the show has done. Um, and uh, I, I don't know how we're going to keep the resistance going with Lord Commander dead, but we'll find a way. The resistance to the Titans. Yes. I like um, that he's just like. Like he's just there to resist things. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> he'll find something. To yeah, like. I like that. Yeah, we'll we'll see what he resists in each episode. That's true. Um, and yeah, speaking of Tribor, he is in the intro. I think the intro spoils his uh, his coming back here because he that's the best. That was my biggest reaction to the new intro. Is oh Tribor and he's doing like the the face. It's great. Um, but yeah, we get non, uh, we don't have an intro like season one, non like 3D, you know, so it's, it's more of a normal type of intro. Alex, what did you think of, uh, seeing the, the season two intro? Uh, for the most part, I'm fine with it. I think it's, you know, a pretty basic intro. The song is, is, is still good. You know, the instrumental, da, 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 da. Uh, I like the shot of Ash blowing up the door. I think that's pretty cool and fits with the music. But my issue is I am anti-Tribor, and I did not think Tribor was that good in this episode. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to see his face do that sultry look every single episode. <laughs> Your life will be improved because every of Every time he's going to just like to swivel his head and do that little lip thing, and I'm going to have to be forced to watch that every single time I want to watch a Final Space episode. You can will... get it. <laughs> not I mean, I could, but the rest of the intro is fine and i I feel bad <laughs> but i don't but so I'll, I'll live with it but i'll complain about it too you'll be triboard into submission by uh the end oh, of the season oh. <laughs> i don't know what that means but uh it's, it's tribor is great so i'm sure it's good <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think it's a good intro, but I, I just, after seeing like the original season one intro with the lyrics to the, the, to the song from, it, it's just, that was just so good. Like, um, when that was posted online and this, uh, I think this is also good, but it's like, I really wish it was something like the, the season one, the original season one intro. I don't know. Um, uh, but, I'll, uh, I'll just say that that original season one intro is, is fine, but I think that that would work better if this was purely being serious i don't think it works for like the fact that this is like a comedy slash drama so that's just my take on like, like it's it's nice and it like gets you pumped but also i don't think it fits it's, the it's show fair. Well. it would be out of place for like an episode like this yeah i think that's fair um i, I this the, we even talked a lot about, about a lot about the b plot with um the non-gary team squad members was t- team squad was not a thing before this episode no like uh or or was it? I don't remember it. People were tweeting it, <laughs> but uh, it's it's I like I like this being the the name of of the group. But um yeah they uh they're looking for Gary and um bit not one nightfall moment I think is uh, she says she's a partly cloudy disposition. That uh, was a the, good line. Yeah. The high in the mid sixties. Yeah, Kevin likes mm-hmm. that weather. Um and. Uh, <laughs> We, uh, uh, oh, the here, so here's the, here's, I think this is the, the funniest part of the episode is when we find this dead guy in the sewers. Oh, oh my oh. god, yes, <laughs> Kevin special. Kevin. Michelle <laughs> must have loved this moment. So, uh, he's, he's, he's dying, and then Kevin starts, uh, trying to clarify on what this power plant could power. Um, even toasters, oh, yes, I love this guy's <laughs> voice, like, uh, <laughs> Paper towels, those are not electric. <laughs> electric paper towels, those are not real. <laughs> like on the brink of death, and Kevin wants to know all the things it would work on. Yeah, he said he has so many he's, questions. He's dead. I had so many more questions. Yeah, Michelle, did you like this moment for Kevin? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel bad for that guy. And like, he's <laughs> a very genuine, literal person. So I'm not surprised that this went down the way it did at all. This is Kevin. Kevin's so good at this point. Like uh, this, this is. <laughs> well, while uh, we're on Kevin moments, at the beginning we haven't talked yeah, about Kevin definitely. claiming Gary as his best friend because yes, the, yeah, the, uh, the the leader was like, "I'll be your best friend." Kevin's like, "No, he's mine. All mine." <laughs> like, Adam, yeah. yeah, no, that Kevin knows the truth. Gary, maybe the really the long arc of the six seasons or however many is not that. You know, Gary finds Quinn again. They live happily ever after. But the Gary slowly realizes 
that his his true love slash best friend was right there by him side his side all along, and it was actually Kevin, and he's gonna warm up to him. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the main through line of Kevin's character. Him trying to him to thinking he's people. thinking he's best friends with Gary, right? Yeah. Like this, I think this yeah. is pretty consistent here. Uh, yeah, maybe this is our uh, series long arc, and eventually they'll be best friends. Um, what, what will Kevin see? Little Kato as a threat to uh, friendship with Gary. Absolutely. Now that they're, is, I is, think is, have yeah. Gonna is have Kevin gonna is Kevin gonna it. kill Little Kato? Oh like, gosh. Mm, I, I think he'll he'll lock him in a room when yeah. <laughs> he would probably do that. Yeah. I mean, clearly he's asking this dead guy about like he's, he's he clearly does not have uh, enough of a like moral program built in to. <laughs> <laughs> he, has a, he has a strong sense of friendship, but only with particular people, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it's interesting. Uh who who coded this bot? Like uh, <laughs> I guess he's developed his own personality. Not all the Kevins act like. Or do they exactly. did all the Kevins act like this? I don't he, remember. He was definitely the alpha Kevin when he met the other Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like he's he's evolved over time. He, yeah, he's he's like become sentient, like uh, this, yeah. this Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We need the we need to bring all the Kevins back to clarify these that questions. Would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Gary would have a heart attack. It would wake him up. It'd be good exercise for him. Really test his limits. <laughs> this is good. Um, Mooncake, right in the beginning of this episode, uh, is uh, we're trying to like get the sh- scheming to get the ship back from Gary. He's like, Chukity, chpak, chukity. And uh, Gary's like, oh, that may be the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. I um, love I that, that. Um, Mooncake is getting more lines. <laughs> <laughs> Mooncake can talk more. Yeah, that's good. Like, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> because <laughs> we don't know what he's saying and i'm like i'm okay with this like let it be <laughs> like that, that particular thing is like such like an r2d2 c3po joke like r2d2 bleeping and the c3po be like oh my like that, that, that's pretty much the joke they're doing with mooncake yeah it's kind of a basic joke it was good here um but gary interpreting it's adorable <laughs> yeah that's the yeah we'll see what mooncake's arc is uh this season will he get his powers back is he uh what is he now that he's not the planet killer i don't know i think expanding his vocabulary obviously yeah. can can we make mooncake talk he's, by then this like english his own oh, voice. My. <laughs> oh. i think that'd be horrifying probably if he would it'd be like it'd be like when pikachu began to talk yeah and <laughs> it would be it'd be exactly like that in that one Pokemon movie recently, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the, the C-plot with Clarence. Um, he says he starts a bidding war for uh, a property, this property he does not own. Um, and then he has to shake the dudes, uh, all the dudes' hands, including his butt hand. I just don't care about Clarence. <laughs> I want the money compass back! We can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Where's the money compass? Money. <laughs> like, this was only like a minute total of screen time, but yeah, I don't know why Clarence is commanding his own c plot at this this early you know he's he's not there yet yeah he the money compass maybe but uh this was, this was interesting like we need we needed something to do with clarence i don't know um he could have just hung out on the ship no but guys we have to establish it that he's a scammer yeah oh. i guess so um uh, alex a quiet episode for hugh however i think he has one of the funniest lines when, yeah uh, Kevin Kevin saves Hugh and he says this puts the Hugh in humiliation. Oh, yeah, poor poor, poor Hugh. It gets uh, gets short shifted here. Uh, he he has that line, which is fine. Um, there's a part Nightfall it says something like, "Where are you, Gary?" And Hugh's just next to In case you're wondering, I'm here. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty good. And and of course, like. When they're all running to get back onto the ship, he's going at full speed, but that's just like a little waddle. And like then Kevin comes to to pick him up, and that's where he says the line. But like also just again, like they're they're taking advantage of the physical humor of like him being stuck in a little bots robot person. So there there wasn't a lot of hue, which maybe colored my opinion of this episode. But the little moments of hue that there were, I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, he's well, well. Yeah, I think I think we're a little we're still you know two episodes in. We have some one note jokes with Mooncake with Hugh. We'll, we'll see how we expand uh, these characters going forward here. Um, also, not a lot of Ava um, here. 
yeah. She had yeah. the UTI thing. That was yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The UTI line. <laughs> so we'll, uh, maybe we'll get a bigger Ava episode to come. And then at the end of the episode, Gary's telling them about his happy place. Um, that was nice. Um, um yeah. I, I guess like. I mean, we probably talked about this last season, but, like, is there a situation where the cast is too big and maybe that, like, we're beginning to, like, get split pretty thin between, like, the jokes that each character can get? Yeah, just wait until real Quinn comes back, too. uh... (laughs) Real Quinn, not that fake Quinn we got right now. (laughs) Wait till Avocado. Otto comes back from the dead. <laughs> I, which I actually oh. think is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I do think the cast is really big right now. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I do think we, but like we add, needed to add the new characters. Um, maybe yeah. we didn't need to bring some people back, but like, tri- I like tri- yeah, I feel like Tribor would have been the first cut and that's not, yeah. uh, that, you can't do that. He has to be back. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> the fan favorite. <laughs> Is he though? He's, he's my favorite. No, he's Dylan's favorite, and he's Mel's yeah. favorite too. I'm from whatever. Yeah, it was Mel's. Oh. Yeah, Mel also. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Is Mel in final space? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get the update on that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll, to, we'll find her. Um, well, what else? Anything else from the episode that anyone? Uh, I think we covered it. Um, so I, I want to talk about the summers the next episode. I'm excited about those. But Michelle, any final thoughts here? Yeah, I still feel really weird about this episode. I think it's mostly the location and then the, like Alex was saying, like the, the balance of comedy to serious was a little wonky. Uh, but, I mean, that means hopefully we can put the lowest part of the season behind us now and it's only up from here. And that would be nice. Maybe they'll find the second part of the fetch quest next episode. That'd be fun. That That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Presumably, that'll be, yeah, okay. Uh, April? Um, I had a really good time talking about this episode, so, <laughs> um, and I think, I guess maybe, like, that, like, I'm softer on it now, having, like, like, we've talked about it, and, like, okay, like, maybe I did enjoy it a little bit more than I thought I did, um, but really, like, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see like where we go from this season because I remember like the first season like didn't like it started off like pretty like mediocre and then it got better. And so I'm just kind of excited to see like where we go from here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think uh, Owen said the first four episodes are a little light and then we get into meaty stuff. So, yeah, yeah. we're definitely That's gonna, a spoiler! Yeah. Owen, don't say that! <laughs> Owen's a little loose. He's, he, he's a little loose with the, the vague spoilers. I will say that. That's okay. definitely true. That's yeah. fine. I, I want to not know anything. But that's like the same yeah. as last season. So, I don't, I don't yeah. know. It, it, that, that's kind of a logical thing to do, right? Like, every yeah. season, it, it begins slow and it ends yeah. slow. Long, yeah. so... Alex, any uh, thoughts? Yeah, uh, th- there's uh, one shot when they uh, see the corpses floating out of the planet oh, that yeah. I thought was really well done. Like, uh, I think that's more along the lines where it's not, where it's morbid and like, you know, but it's still like, it, it makes it feel serious in the middle of this whole comedy thing. So just the shot itself, I, I, I it stood out to me when I watched the episode. Um, also, in, in the middle of the whole Gary Dan sequence is the return of the smoldering Gary with like the little lip thing he do, he used to do a lot and that was gone for a while and like it's back for at least this episode, so good for him. And... Yeah, so the, the, this episode is, uh, it's trying things, maybe not getting all the way there, but I think that after talking it through, I'm, I'm optimistic that they'll do interest, they'll continue to do interesting things with Gary's character throughout this season if we build on the little bits and pieces we, we've gotten out of these first two episodes. Um, I'm hoping to get more Ash um outside of little kato hopefully but uh, but i i do i do enjoy ash's uh, contributions to the, to these first two episodes and yeah and uh, alan tudyk is a voice legend so good for him for continuing to get work always yeah always um yeah. okay here's here's the the summary of the next two episodes uh, i guess okay. vague spoilers because I, I i'm excited let me uh i want to show you. okay, okay. So next okay. episode the search for uh, a dimensional key leads the Crimson Light to Ash's home planet. <gasps> mm. Ooh. Okay. And then the B-plot apparently, Hugh hosts a bachelor party for an unexpected visitor. Um, <laughs> that but- <laughs> so much better! Why does this episode exist with the creepy, fuzzy 
What if it's terrible, Michelle? You haven't watched it yet. We don't know. Hey, hey, hey. Don't. Don't you dare say that a, that a Hugh Helmed B plot will be bad. Yeah, that sounds that's amazing. That's impossible. I, I think it sounds really good, too. Uh, episode four, a collision with space-time traps half the Crimson Light in a perilous other dimension. Oh. That, that really excites me, uh, other dimension stuff. Um, half and, uh, them, too. So what's the other half going to do? See, that's the team building yeah. I have to see. Like, that's what I'm hoping for. Throw them in some shenanigans and make them bond and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I'm, I, yeah, I think next episode's still going to be like, uh, you, you know, not uh, not too relating to the overall plot, I guess, but uh, I, I think those are really promising. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Okay. Um, we'll be back to talk about that episode, The Grand Surrender, next week. Um, Ash's Home Planet. Yeah, that's very exciting. And let us know what you thought of this episode. Were you higher on it than a lot of us were? I'm interested to see what the fan reaction will be to this one. Um, what did you think of the peeing? We didn't really get into specifics Please of that. Don't ask them that to uh, me. I want to know what they thought of the peeing, Michelle. Is that not okay? That's Why can't no. they comment about that? Did, uh, listeners, did you enjoy us taking the piss out of this episode? Oh, uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> But people should also know that if you answer that question, I'm going to judge you. (laughs) (laughs) So so choose your battles, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) Look, no, don't discourage. We want the comments, okay? (laughs) Okay, we want comments. But if you answer the peeing question, I'm going to judge you. (laughs) Uh, Also, if anybody has any theories on what Mooncake's poop is made out of, I would be interested in, in looking at that. That's prime okay, like Reddit thread your material. Concept straight to Alex. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can spare me. Give me the t- <laughs> give, and uh, t- t- title it Chukity Poop. Oh I don't think YouTube comments get titles. Do uh, they they but... don't. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. We'll put put a header. <laughs> a- Alex, just queue up that Reddit post to go up right as the <laughs> Chukity Poop, and then okay. uh... <laughs> that, that, that the perfect shit post. <laughs> <laughs> literal shit post yeah that's true um so <laughs> that, that first scene was a literal shit post um piss post yeah I, yeah okay. uh, yeah so uh like poor quality okay yeah okay, okay. yeah okay. this horrible it, hole we've dug why'd you all save the, 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 the it, it, why'd you all wins. save the puns to yeah <laughs> an hour into this but okay but <laughs> you can also tell us on our discord overlyanimated.com slash discord and support us via patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated thanks to our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast carter aka cardboard and thanks as always to our patron executive producers ryan steve alex beaches hugh and michael um check out our other podcasts at overlyanimated.com including fruits weekly fruits basket coverage um we'll probably have a craig pot at some point and um some other stuff as we had a line lion king retrospective i don't know what else was recent toy, toy, toy story, story oh that was four. the more recent one that was well, lots recent. of pissing in toy story 4 let me was tell there you. really maybe no there's not there's not <laughs> i haven't seen it you could have you could have sold me either. does forky would, take well, a what, piss what, what, like woody whips it out and says there's a snake in my boot <laughs> not oh my god i think that is, i think that's what happens i think <laughs> i'm gonna cry <laughs> So Forky, uh, who's for Alex? Who's Forky in uh, Final Space? What's the oh best god. comparison? Oh my god, uh, Forky. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I want to say Forky is Kevin. Don't say because... Kevin. <laughs> Everyone wants to make Kevin the bad character or some. No, other but thing. Forky's great. Forky is the iconic char- character, and so trash, is Kevin. Though. Right, but he comes to learn that he's not just trash; that he can also make people happy. Spoilers, and Kevin wow. also knows that he can make Gary happy. Kevin's not trash, though. He's a gem. <laughs> well so is Forky you just gotta change your point of view a little bit okay there you go you sold me okay so check out our Toy Story 4 review for more of that I assume and uh, <laughs> that's that's the, is, are, for, how much Forky how much percent is Forky discussion uh, it's like a good tw- 20% that's low okay. <laughs> I don't know, that was good <laughs> we do talk about the, pur- the purpose of living a lot more than that and that's what Final Space is about too just about why we're alive 
Yeah, I mean, all, all media, when you boil it down, is probably about that. Okay, that's that's it. Uh, we'll see you next week for the third episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.